0: The Jen Charlton Show on 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Telling it like it is with your host, Jen Charlton.
1: Good morning and welcome to the show. It is fabulous to be here with you. I have, uh, we're going to jump right in because this is a very important show. We've been covering the importance of our constitutional rights honoring the Constitution, and frankly, just this week, we've heard in the midst of July 4th Independence Day celebrations, an affront that's been occurring on our Constitution in terms of some of the work being done in our own administration in U.S. And so, right now, the Constitution in U.S. is under attack, but I want to roll this out a bit and I want you to think in terms of global. Now, I know when I say that y'all your skin may crawl because you think of globalists. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the importance of crossing international boundaries to understand the rights of human beings to live as free people, not dictated to by any government anywhere at any time. What would it look like if our countries operated across the globe on behalf of the people, not on top of the people? So today we're going to get insight into Canada. And I'll tell you more of the story when we come back. Take a listen to this audio. This young man is so impressive and, uh, We'll have his father on shortly.
2: Thank you for having me. My name is Nathaniel Pawlowski from Canada. I'm going to speak about the consequences of abuse of power under the guise of health set out by the WHO framework that local governments take upon themselves to implement. I'm the son of Pastor Arthur Pawlowski, who you will hear in just a minute. I am here today in desperation, a cry for help. I would like to stand here and tell you all the things about freedom and democracy that I like, but I no longer know those things. They have been taken away from us Canadians. Canada has fallen. We no longer have freedom of religion, or freedom of speech, or the right to protest, or assemble, or associate, or express ourselves, or have free media, or disagree with the government. Anyone who does so is arrested, charged, and jailed as political dissidents. My father was just found guilty of inciting mischief for giving a sermon to the truckers when they went and stood for our rights in 2022. A Christian sermon that referenced the Solidarity Movement was criminal in our government's eyes. A charge that has a penalty of up to 10 years in prison. This case sets a precedent to all Canadians and the world if you allow this to happen, that anybody, including politicians and media, do not have the freedom to say or express what they have on their hearts for fear that what they say is mischief and could be liable to prison. I myself have been charged for preaching and reading the Bible publicly because the government claims the Bible isn't inclusive and is hateful. This is what the Canadian government is doing to us. In my father's case, the Crown Prosecutor, and I believe in naming names, because our oppressors do not get to get away with this without being named and shamed. So the Crown Prosecutor Stephen Johnston and Judge Gordon Crink claimed that when Pastor Arthur, my father, referenced the Solidarity Movement in his 19-minute sermon, it was an act of mischief against the government. The very solidarity movement that this parliament reveres and has placards about all over the building. The peaceful movement that broke the Iron Curtain and repelled the communist hold on Europe. The movement the Canadian government condemns and says is unacceptable. So I ask you, the rest of the free world, to intercede on Canada's behalf and pressure the Canadian tyrants to stop persecuting law-abiding free Canadians, especially clergy. They simply did their duty and gave hope. My father told the truckers to stand for their rights, solidarity style, and to do so peacefully. His sentencing is this August 9th, 2023, and if he goes down, we are all lost as Canadians. If a pastor goes to prison, what can they do to the rest of us? For giving a sermon in Canada, it is no better. they are no better than the tyrants of old. So please, I ask you for, this, for help and to pressure Canada on this matter and to help us deal with our oppressors who act like modern-day Caligulas. Trudeau is a modern-day Caligula. We cannot allow these, mo- these mad emperors to run mad. And remember, all of this is being done under the guise of health, safety, and protecting us. By stripping our rights and ushering in tyranny, we must not allow Canada to treat its citizens and especially clergy this way. The WHO has structured a way to take away our rights. And our local governments are doing that. Now you will hear my father. He will uh, speak via video. So this is Pastor Arthur Pavlowski, political prisoner.
1: So that is so moving to me. Now, I know that many of you remember that my mother was from Sweden. Sweden's a socialist country. I understand the European mentality. I'm half that. But when I heard this young man standing up for his dad... And for the rights of all Canadians, I thought we have to do this show today. Because this is not isolated. I got an email from somebody who I've had on the show before who, who's familiar with the, the history and, the, and what's going on in France. And the email said, France is falling This young man said, Canada is falling. Is U.S. next? I would say we are falling. It's not something coming at us. It is here. And it is time for not just the conservative right to wake up, but every American to understand your rights are at stake under the guise of, let me help you, little one and healthcare, or whatever, they conjure up. So I had to call Art and ask if he would be on the show today. He picked up the phone and he said yes. So good morning, Pastor Art Pawlowski from
3: Calgary,
1: Canada. God bless you and thank you for being here.
3: Thank you so much for having me on your show.
1: You know, I'm so moved by the stand that you're taking. And The first thing I have to say is, as a mom, you must be so proud of your son. I mean, what a speech.
3: Of course, when I was watching this live, I, I started to cry because this is what we have been waiting for, the next generation, the rising up, standing up, because we have to understand that we're not only standing, fighting for our rights but we're fighting for the next generations and is that not what the founding fathers fought for for a better future for all of us i think we have forgotten that freedom cost them everything majority of the founding fathers that signed the declaration of independence in your amazing country died they paid the ultimate price for freedom now it's our it's our time to rise up, stand up, and remember those heroes of old, and perhaps become one today. I mean, the world, especially right now, needs needs heroes, needs examples, shepherds, are real shepherds that will do what is their job description: fending off the wolves.
1: Oh, so beautifully said. I wanted. tell people your story. Can you go back in time to you grew up in Poland. You were in the Eastern Communist Bloc. Tell us briefly your your journey to Canada.
3: Well, first of all, uh, yes, I was born behind the Iron Curtain in Poland. Uh, Especially Poland is important, I believe, in this story, because we have always been attacked left and right throughout our history, we have always been between the villains, the modern-day pharaohs, the tyrants. So I grew up hearing about the Nazis invading uh, our country and then the rest of the world. I uh, grew up in a city that had a concentration camp. As kids, we were playing in a bunkers of the SS. I visited Auschwitz-Birkenau many times and other concentration camps just to remind myself over and over again what happens when you do not put check in people's power. So I heard the stories. I've seen the uh, afterwards what, what happened to my country. And I grew up under communism and socialism under the boots of the Soviets. And I'm telling you, it's hell on earth. It's absolutely hell and never ending lineups, constantly chasing after necessities of life. No freedom, police officers could beat you torture you, arrest you. There was this always famous saying by the police, find us a man, we'll find something on that man. And, and they did. People were arrested left and right. You could go to prison for just listening to a European radio for five years. If you were caught with a pamphlet that was not approved by the Communist Party, well, one year of imprisonment. So I grew up under the boots of the Soviets. But I also saw the Solidarity Movement in the 80s. I saw the power of the people. When the people finally united, the young, the old, the men and women, everyone came to the streets and said, that said, we're, no, we're not your slaves. We'll refuse to cooperate. And it was, this was the most powerful thing I've ever seen. The power of the people that said enough is enough. So Poland is a very peculiar country because I don't know if you know that, but Poland was the second country on earth right after the United States of America to implement constitution. So freedom is in our bloodstream. It's in our DNA, just like in the DNA of Americans, we value our rights, we value our freedom. And those freedoms are not given to us by mere men. Those freedoms have been given to us by God almighty. So finally, my parents were sick and tired of, of tyranny, and uh, later on, mafia took over uh, post-communist countries. So my father decided to take us and give us a fresh start, and he emigrated to Greece. We, stand, uh, we, sp- we spent a few years in Greece, and then the Canadian government opened its borders. And I will never forget the meeting in a Canadian embassy in Athens when an officer said to us, come to Canada, Canada is the freest country on earth and no one will ever persecute you for your faith. And now, 340 citations later, over 120 courts, 16 arrests. Um, Later, I find that very, uh, that, that very statement very ironic that God has chosen me to stand up for my children now. You see, I have three children and I love them and I vowed that I will give them a better life that my parents could give me. And I was offered to move to another country. I was offered millions of dollars to stop doing what I'm doing. And I just can't. I just can't do that. I cannot sell my God, my faith, my moral standards for incentives. So the hammer came hard. I'm facing 10 years of imprisonment for giving a sermon on a private property to the truckers during the truck convoy.
1: Wow. I, I'm, I'm speechless and that doesn't happen. Um, I want to ask you how are they justifying this? I don't know your constitution. I know our constitution. And, you know, it's kind of out the window right now. I mean, they're doing whatever the hell they want to do. And I mean hell in the worst sense that this is pure evil, what they're doing. But what, what does your constitution allow for, or how does it protect you in this instance, or not?
3: Well, you see, this is what I tried to tell Americans and Canadians uh, for years. This is my 18th year exposing communism and socialism in, in our countries. And I always said to them, remember, Poland, when the Germans invaded Poland, Poland had a constitution. But the tyrants do not care about piece of paper. You have to care about your rights. When the communists took over in 1945, my country, and murdered hundreds of thousands of people for simply standing up for their rights, they did not care about our constitution. The modern day Caligulas, like my my son said, or tyrants, murderers, they don't care about your piece of paper. So here is. Here is Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which is our constitution. It starts with a preamble, whereas Canada is founded upon principles that recognize the supremacy of God and the rule of law. All of those things. God has been kicked out from our country. We're not allowed to pray. Do you know that there is a law in our country prohibiting me from feeding the homeless people? The penalty is prison, If I dare to feed the poor, that's why I end up in trouble all the time, because I feed thousands of people every week on the streets of Calgary. Do you know that we have bylaws in our municipalities that are saying distribution of printed material is also illegal? So my Bibles were confiscated by the police. I mean, this is crazy stuff that people do not know what's happening because tyrants do not care about our rights. So here are the fundamental freedoms under our constitution uh, listen to this it's a powerful powerful uh, uh, you know rocky unshakable it should be unshakable uh, <coughs> stand on our rights and freedoms and yet they do this to us everyone has the following fundamental freedoms freedom of conscience and religion out the window now. I was arrested multiple times for simply exercising my rights. I was arrested for keeping my church's doors open. I was charged criminally for inciting people to come to my church. I was charged criminally for officiating an illegal gathering, participating in illegal gathering. And next one, freedom of thought, belief, opinion, and expression, including freedom of the press and other media of communication freedom of peaceful assembly, and freedom of association. And then we got other rights as well. I mean, what they've done to me, as you know, I have been arrested only because I dared to give hope to the truckers during the truck convoy. I was called Canada's pastor, freedom pastor, and they asked me to conduct a series of church services for them. We had Lord's Supper. We were singing hymns. Uh, We uh, prayed for each other. We loved each other when... I was with the truckers. Here is what I saw. I saw people loving each other, feeding each other, hugging each other, just being humans. That's what Canada was always all about. That's why I emigrated to this country. That's why I decided to start all over here on this soil, the new world, a world without persecution. And here I am. What I said during my sermon. I told the people to stand up for their God and state-given rights. And I told them three times to do it peacefully. This is not a violent uprising. I said, do it solidarity style, Mahatma Gandhi style, Martin Luther King Jr. civil rights, movement style peacefully non-compliance refuse to cooperate paralyze their system by simply saying no to them i will not work for you i will not cooperate you're tyrants your evil wicked demons and we will not work for you and with you and if we did that in unity it would be over for the wanna be tyrant so i told them a number of times of course again peacefully and when i was arrested and my arrest was unbelievable i was arrested by swat team i was arrested by detectives undercover police uniformed police officers um, a special swat team unit with cameras i was interrogated for hours i was uh, placed under arrest and then sent to prison stripped naked solitary confinement, and believe it or not, and the next day they moved me from my cell to uh, metal cages. They locked me in metal, small metal cages that I could not even move my arms around. To this day, we have no idea why they did that. Then I was taken back to my solitary, then taken back to another one on concrete, no water, no washroom. Eventually, I was kidnapped. Three weeks, they denied my access to my lawyers, and then eventually I was kidnapped by sheriffs, taken to a max spot. Max spot in Edmonton is for the most dangerous terrorists. I mean, unbelievable so freezing conditions uh, they refuse a pillow no blanket they said that at least i got fresh air when i was freezing to death Uh, five different inmates already testified that the guards were giving them incentives to murder me in prison so judge learned that about all of that and believe it or not the next day I was taken to and moved to a psych ward without the evaluation of the doctors, without the knowledge of the Alberta Health Services, totally Soviet-style takedown of political dissidents. This is not Russia. This is not North Korea. This is not China. I'm talking about Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I mean, when I share that story, people have a hard time to comprehend what what I'm saying. So um I was in So let prison me let me, let me ask you
1: I don't want um okay continue if there's any more to that story I want you to finish and then I'll I'll uh, I'll continue go ahead
3: I spent 50 days in prison. I was charged with inciting mischief, which is a criminal offense, up to 10 years of imprisonment, and I was charged with eco-terrorism. The charge says interfering with the crucial infrastructure under the Defense Act. Again, when I came to the border, between Montana and Alberta, the roads were open. When I left, the, the roads were open. I was on a private property doing a church service with Lord's Supper, singing hymns, telling people to stand up for their God and state-given rights, lawfully. A few days later, I was arrested, charged with those insane, unbelievable charges, and behold, the trial happened The Crown prosecutor accused me of causing Canadian economy over $400 million worth of damages for my 90-minute speech. He compared my speech to a Rwanda genocide. He literally compared my speech to a Rwanda genocide where hundreds of thousands of people were murdered. And then he said I was inciting murder on police officers. I was eventually found guilty on all the charges. I am the first Canadian ever in the history of Canadian justice system to be found guilty on inciting mischief. Also, I'm the first ever charged and now convicted of the eco-terrorism charge, facing additional years of imprisonment. So this is what's happening. That's why my son is pleading with anyone that would dare to listen for my life, because those people, have a total disregard to our Charter Rights and Freedoms, to our Constitution, Criminal Code of Canada. Um, we are protected. Clergy are supposed to be protected under the Criminal Code, Section 176, 1, 2, and 3, where all of that has been thrown out. Now we got little tyrants running around. We have bought and paid for mainstream media that is forwarding the globalistic agenda, and we are turning to Americans and European parliament to anyone that would be willing to stand for us and help us.
1: Okay. We're going to take a break for news and weather. And I I wanted to give you the opportunity to say that in its entirety because I think it's so absolutely stunning. And first of all, on behalf of all Americans, I'm so sorry that Canada has done this to you. I've always loved Canada, and I've always said, and I'll leave you with this, and then we, when we come back from the break, I want to ask you some questions. You know, I've never met a Canadian I didn't like. I never did. I mean, Canadians are amazing people. And then this Trudeau shows up, and I'm like, okay, there's one. We'll be right back.
0: WFMV
4: and WFMV.com Now. WFMD News. Frederick police have identified the victim who was shot to death last weekend. He's 28-year-old Taekwon Cornell Palmer of Frederick. Authorities say early last Saturday morning, officers responded to the 100 block of Westall St. Street for a shooting. They located Palmer in a parking lot suffering from severe traumatic injuries. They began life-saving measures until medics arrived at the scene, but Palmer was pronounced dead at the scene. Police say the shooting is under investigation, but they believe this is not a random act of violence. With high heat, the region is experiencing. Health officials say it's best to stay inside where it's air conditioned. But if you have to work outside, Dr. Clifford Mitchell with the health department says you need to take precautions. Always make sure that you're adequately hydrated and you have plenty of water with you. Take it easy. Take plenty
3: of breaks. Uh, And again, just listen to your body.
4: He says if you start feeling short of breath, dizzy, and slowing down, those are indications that your body is overheating and you need to stop. Dr. Mitchell says it's best to exercise or do your outdoor chores earlier in the day. Not only is it hotter during the day, but in many cases, because of things like urban heat island uh, effects, it
3: doesn't cool off that much at night. Uh, Early in the morning is generally the best time to do it. Uh, because that's the lowest temperature of the day.
4: The health department says wear loose-fitting, lightweight clothing and avoid direct sunlight. And beginning on Monday, July 10th, crews will start to resurface a half-mile stretch of U.S. 15 north between Catoctin Furnace Road and the ramp at West Main Street in Thurmont. The State Highway Administration says motorists traveling that area can expect single-lane closures. I'm Kevin McManus, WFMD News.
1: Fox News. I'm Samantha Leapman. President Biden's still mum about the cocaine found at the White House last week. Now, the Biden administration does not believe that the incident put national security at risk. The last update we did receive from the Secret Service is that no suspect has been determined in this case so far. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said that if the drugs end up belonging to a staffer, as this investigation concludes, that they will face, quote, appropriate consequences. That's Fox's Alexandria Hove arrests in a Fort Worth, Texas shooting that killed three people and injured eight.
3: My understanding immediately prior to the shots,
4: if there was some type of an altercation, I don't know specifically who they were shooting at, but there's a potential that altercation is what initiated the, the violence to occur.
1: Police Chief Neil Noakes, America is listening to Fox
3: News. the 930 WFMD Skyscan forecast for Frederick and surrounding counties. As we head into the day, we'll have a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly after 11 a.m. with patchy fog before 9 a.m. Otherwise partly sunny with a high near 88 and north winds around 6 miles per hour becoming southwest in the afternoon. Saturday night, we'll have a chance of showers and thunderstorms with a low around 71 and southeast winds around 6 miles per hour. PJ's Roofing. When it comes to your roof, they've got you covered. Visit PJsRoofing.com. I'm Dan Sutton. The
1: following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. Free Talk, 930 WFMD. Welcome back. This has been a a very important show, and I think this whole week has been filled with a lot of important things. We're going to talk about the film Sound of Freedom, which I had the opportunity to go see this week. I'll be seeing it again today. It is the most important film ever made. Now, I studied film. I worked in film in L.A. I understand filmmaking. I understand content, story development. I understand all of that. It is the most important film ever made. You must go see Sound of Freedom while it's still in the theaters. Um, We have today Pastor Arter. He goes by Art Palowski out of Calgary, Canada. And Art, I am just so moved by your story. And I wanted to see if you could share a couple things. So I wanted to kind of touch on a few things that came up in, in your conversation, but you know, you're the freedom pastor. That's what they called you. And by the way, I was, and I think I shared this with you when I first called you, um, I was involved with the trucker, you know, movement down here. I went and I interviewed the truckers in Hagerstown, Maryland, just, you know, 40 minutes from where we sit. And, uh, it was amazing to see that Canadians, well, I think it started actually in France and in Europe and then Canada picked it up and then U.S. followed Canada with this trucker movement because they said we have the power to bring about visibility to the issue and we have the ability to stop the action in society so that you get our point. And they did. I mean, when they went around the beltway here in Washington, D.C., and I believe they shut down even the exit ramps, they wouldn't let them out, you know what I mean? They were—they made a point, and it was epic. But Canadians paved the way for the work that was done here in U.S., and, um, and I believe they did affect change in U.S. when the truckers said, now we've had enough. And they were, listen, they, I asked one of the guys, I said, you know, are you all conservatives he said oh my gosh no we're from all parties we're you know all political persuasions we're all you know you know uh, sexual uh, you know orientations it was not about any one particular sect of people saying you know stop hurting us it was everybody came together to your point and rose up and said now we've had enough so i guess my question to you is you said peaceful noncompliance what is next? You know, how do we take back our countries, Canada,
3: US, France, wherever? Well, he, here is history. I can only speak what I have learned from history. If those tyrants will keep pushing, eventually there is going to be a bloodshed. That's history. And that's why we did what we did we are trying to avoid civil war we're trying to avoid bloodshed we want to do it peacefully with uh, the laws that have been given to us and i just read uh, to you our constitution that guarantees us those fundamental rights of peacefully protesting the government and and we did that there was no violence coming from the freedom people, the violence was always coming from the RCMP. RCMP is like your FBI. The violence was coming from uh, police officers, uh, from the agents of the state, and that's always the history. And they were provoking us. They were doing everything in their power for us to snap, to do something that they would be able to run with. So they can hammer us even more. But that didn't happen. We had bouncy houses. Kids were playing hockey on the streets. There were flags everywhere. People were feeding each other, loving each other, crying with each other, singing with each other. And that image was, um, it did not fit the tyrannical um, rhetorics that they were spewing all around the world with their paid. You know propaganda machinery like just during the time of the soviets and the germans so the nazis so what's next is they are going to keep pushing what i see right now is their statements you will own nothing just like under communism and socialism and you will be eating now they're upping their game crickets and bugs and you will be happy so start enjoying your life with Nothing. You are just our slaves. We are the elites. When they went to Davos just a few months ago, there was over a thousand jets that flew over there. They all went into their big SUVs eating Japanese most expensive steaks on Earth. The same people are telling you you will own nothing and you will be happy. Bill Gates has become the richest landowner in the United States. of America. The same people that are telling you, you will own nothing and be happy, are accumulating the wealth beyond our dreams. So what I suspect is going to happen, they are going to keep eliminating the middle class. Middle class, why? Because they are creating two categories of people, extremely powerful, the elites, the pharaohs of today, and then slaves. Slaves that will work only for the roof, and for the necessities of life. That's why they're hammering the middle class, the small businesses, uh, because the middle class people are highly educated, well-traveled, they're family oriented. Many of them are God-fearing people. And they're highly patriotic. Those are the types of people that tyrants hate the most. And if you add Christianity on top of that, well, Christians are on their hit list, uh, number one. They hate Christians because we believe in moral standards. We believe in truth. We believe in God, and God that is just for everyone. So those types of people need to be eliminated. That's why in Canada, the heaviest attack was on the churches and the clergymen. If we could not be bought, we were hammered without mercy, arrested without mercy, and just like what happened to me, thrown in metal cages, solitary confinement, um max spots for the terrorist and mental institutions because they need to eliminate the threat
1: all right, let me problem. let me let me cut in on that. So, we you know again juxtaposing U.S. with Canada, we have the J six situation here where, likewise, people have been persecuted, they've been maltreated, they've been uh, robbed of their due process. To your point, the bad guys don't care about your constitutional rights, and they don't care about your due process, particularly when they're trying to take down a movement that threatens their power and authority and dominion over us. Um, so likewise, and I'm going to say it here, President Trump has been the standard bearer of freedom and the standard bearer of uh, opposition to that power and authority that would would turn us into slaves. And, um, you know, we have seen a crushing of the middle class here. I'm a small business owner. I've been crushed. I mean, we had you know, oodles of like prosperity and peace and all of that. And the last three years have crushed us. And, you know, we'll, we're going to make it through, but it has been very difficult. Um, we own a gym that's just kind of the center of a lot of it. But but the point being that they, they are trying to promote Amazon. They're trying to promote these mass merchants online. Now, some of the Some of the light has come, you know, when you look at some of the companies that are being um, taken down because they subscribe to this, quote, woke mentality, which I don't really like the word woke. I think it doesn't really specify the depth of what we're dealing with. Uh, What we're dealing with is tyranny and people who are okay with that are are in that camp and uh, and. We can call them tyrants and their minions because not everybody's a tyrant, but they have lots of worker bees pulling off the tyranny and um, and all to try and save face or save grace or stay in with a particular group of people so that they don't get taken down. If we live in fear of not being taken down and we don't stand up for those rights, we will exactly happen what you've just described. It will become our life. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do the show to enlighten people. The, you know, the people who listen to my show believe as we do. Here's the problem, guys. We have to go beyond our fence posts and our belief systems and our groups of people who agree with us and reach those who don't get it. Because the fact that they don't get it yet leaves them, frankly, very vulnerable. And they'll become part of that that you know, class of people that will, you know, not be able to pay for food and not be able to buy gas and not have a a, a decent job. And so this is not the America we want. It's not the America we want. And it's not the Canada we want. And, you know, we've had such a great relationship with Canada for decades. And I'm, you know, I, I would like to see a total restoration of peace and prosperity and independence and freedom. In Canada, in U.S., and between us. And that's my stand, and I'm not going to give up, and I'm so glad that you were available to come on the show today because we together can cross international barriers and rise up as humanity, saying, now we've had enough. We've had enough of your tyranny. We're not taking it anymore. And I don't know what that looks like. Go ahead.
3: Yes, when I um, came to visit your country, when I was arrested um, and spent uh, the first time uh, three three days and two nights in in prison on concrete, I decided to come and share my story with with Americans. And I remember when I was uh, in a plane, I asked God, I said, God, what do you want me to tell Americans? And, And I've heard him. And he said to me, tell Americans it's time for this great eagle to rise up again and start flapping its wings I mean America is a powerhouse everyone is watching you is looking up to you, you must rise up. You see, what they did in the past three years, they blanketed the entire earth with terror. They terrorized us. They, they implemented fear like we have never seen before in free and democratic society. What we need to do...
1: Uh, so let, me need say, to and let me say courage. this, all right, it, that fear forced compliance. The fear came with package deal compliance. And we succumbed so what, to them.
3: So what we need to do, and and your president, Donald Trump, is doing that, he's showing courage. What we need to do, we need to blanket the entire earth with courage, with leadership, examples. And I think that's perhaps why God raised me up, to show that even though I have been hammered with 340 citations and over 120 court cases and multiple arrests, I'm still standing. I have not Take I have not bowed before those tyrants. I'm still roaring because I serve the lion from the tribe of Judah. Our God is bigger than their God, and we know how the story ends. Truth wins in the end. We win in the end. The enemy just doesn't know it yet. So message is very simple. Go out there, roar like never before, eat the hyenas left and right, and show them who is the king in, the, in a savannah. I mean it's up to us, the people to take back what's rightfully belongs to us. Let me ask you this question, or maybe let me ask this question to your listeners. Whose country is this? Is it Biden's and Clinton's and Bill Gates? Or it's your country, inheritance from God, for you and your children. If that's the case, then rise up, stand up, and take what's rightfully belongs to you. God has given you this love. It's the most beautiful land on earth. Fight for it. Stand up for it. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't lose hope. As long as there is God in the universe, I'm telling you, we will win.
1: On that note... I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to bring on Bernie Flowers, who ran for Congress. And I wanted to talk with Bernie about some of the things that have been going on, and I want his thoughts on 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 your comments. So we'll be right back. I'd like to thank our sponsor, U.S. Flag Service, Hugh Warner. Great flags, beautiful quality, made here in the USA. Please support and buy his flags. They will last much longer than the others. And and every day needs to be Flag Day, and every day is Independence
0: Flag, cream your favorite candy. military flag, or a historical a flag. Circle.
3: Celebrate your freedom with the flag from the United States Flag Service. Go to usflagservice.com. That's usflagservice.com to see their selection of available flags. And then call 1-800-USA-FLAG to purchase your flag today. USA Flag Service. Fly your flag for freedom. When was the last time
1: you had freshly made ice cream or candy? Sweeties on the Creek offers a wide selection of fresh, creamy ice cream made with natural flavors. Stop in for a new fun flavor or a classic, yummy favorite perched on a freshly made waffle cone. Just in, Sweeties has a huge assortment of candy, including freshly made, in store, delicious chocolates. Your young ones will love all the plush toys and fun gifts, too. Sweeties on the Creek, just up for Market Street. We're scooping now.
4: It's all about your car. Call in with questions to Dave Serio, beginning in less than 30 minutes, right here on 9:30 WFMd.
1: Good morning and welcome back. This is Jen, and I have with me today Bernie Flowers, who's a friend. He's he's amazing. He ran for Congress. He served our nation. He's a veteran, and we're so grateful for your service, Bernie, and for your passionate commitment. To helping our country, I think restore. Yes, I can. uh, Restore to what we what we started out as, and we've we've gotten way out of our uh, track in terms of a free nation. But and you heard uh, Art share previously, so I have Art on hold listening, and and I just wanted to get your comments, Bernie, on what he shared. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, first of all, Jen, thanks for having me. Um, you are a powerhouse in the conservative community, and I'm thanking you for you know, just having me on your show. Secondly, Pastor Art is awesome, and he's, he's on the line. He's putting everything out there for everybody to see, literally putting his life on the line and spent time in, in prison for our cause, and um, i got to salute him. And um, what do I think about what's happening This this leaning towards socialism. You know, I worked for the government for a very, very long time, 34 years, 20 years in the Air Force, another 12, 13 years as a senior civilian. And I saw more and more and more leaning towards uh, kind of a socialist attitude of our government, and I just couldn't stand it anymore. I mean, with the the jab, I refused to take it, and I got chastised for it. And that's one of the main reasons I left the government. But one of the other reasons was that I saw this left-leaning attitude of the Biden administration. And um, we were just spending money like crazy at a national level. And from where I was sitting, sitting at, uh, at a, in very high levels of the government, I could see what the trends were, and I did not like them. So I walked away. 18 January of 22, I was working for the federal government. 19 January of 22, I was running for... Congress. That's when I went over to Annapolis and ran in District 2. And it didn't work out the first time, but I'm not deterred. Uh, We'll see what happens. But the bottom line is that there is some sort of globalist coup that the people at the top of the food chain are trying to implement on the rest of us. They're attacking the middle class, and I'm not going to stand for it.
1: Oh, God bless you. So here we are, like-minded. How if you, let me ask you this, Bernie. Of all the U.S. population that's of voting age, let's just take the voters. How many people do you think get what you just said?
0: Most are apathetic. That is the problem. Um, most people are going along with their lives kind of like a frog in a pot, in a boil of boiling water. They don't understand that they're being boiled. And that's the problem. And by the time they figure this out, it's going to be too late. And there are people like yourself and Pastor Art and myself and people like uh, Matt Breeding and Fred Profiter and Dan Cox that are aware of what's going on and they're trying to fight the good fight. And, um, you know, one of the problems we have is that as conservatives, as Republicans, we have put ourselves in two different camps. And one of my big deals is we don't have enough conservatives to go around. We have to bring our party together. And what I believe in, and I've told you this a hundred times and anybody that will listen to me, unity, transparency, and civility is what we should be working towards. Because again, we don't have enough conservatives to go around, we are our schools are being attacked, our children are being attacked. And, and a lot of people, I'd say to answer your question, I'd say about 20% of the population actually understands what's happening and is concerned. And the other 80% is just going along like everything is okay and everything is not okay. The World Economic Forum that uh, Pastor Art alluded to, they are meeting in Switzerland in various um, guises. They're meeting, you know, what you call the, the, the Club of Rome and all these other people. They intend to destroy the middle class. They are attacking us economically. And these big corporations, if you notice, and you mentioned this earlier in your broadcast, like Amazon. Oh, everybody uses Amazon. But how many businesses have Amazon put out of businesses, local businesses that, you know, sell and pay taxes to the local uh, economy? Amazon is not contributing to the local economy. They're making money at a global scale. And a lot of these oligarchs don't pay taxes at all. But anyway, you asked me a question that hit my sweet spot, and I'll tell you, these oligarchs are out of control. And again, another thing that the pastor mentioned was the idea that Bill Gates is the largest owner of farmland in the entire United States. Bill Gates is not a farmer. Bill Gates is also not a doctor. Bill Gates doesn't even have a bachelor's degree, but yet he is controlling our lives through his vaccines and his GMO foods. Jen, you got me fired up. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> well, everybody, I want you to know I'm going to have Bernie back with me next week. And I, wanted to, I just thought it was so important on Independence Day week that we dealt with these issues and the Constitution and what's going on in our neighboring uh, uh, country, Canada, that... That I just felt when I heard Art's story, I was so moved to, to make sure we helped get the word out about the atrocities that are going on, not just here in U.S., with our J6 prisoners. And I ask you guys, please support Patriot Freedom Project. Please support Patriot Freedom Project so that you can uh, help those prisoners survive this persecution and what they're going through. Uh, Pastor Art, we just have a couple minutes left. I wondered if you could give me your thoughts on on what you heard from from Bernie and and any other words of wisdom that you want to share as we we go out here.
3: Well, first of all, I want to say that, sir, you are my hero. Everyone that serves uh, his country um, in that kind of capacity, willing to sacrifice his own or her own life, is, is a hero in my books. So thank you for your service. And I'm also saddened that people like you have been betrayed by the administrations that we have right now. You have sacrificed your life, you risked your life, and now those traitors are throwing everything you stood for and fought for away. I mean, we have been sending soldiers to fight in other countries for freedom of other people, and yet at the same time, the people that were sending us to fight were stealing that freedom uh, from us. So I, I'm grateful that we have finally uh, got awakened and more and more people are joining us. So um, in, a way, in a way, it's a good thing that they are doing this in such a, a crazy way because now more and more people can see clearly what their plan is. In what I'm trying to say is they exposed themselves and their agenda so it's it's our time to rise up stand up in unity i mean there are no borders those pharaohs want to rule the whole world and they want to eliminate canada united states and other countries they want to be one big global government so we must come together we must unite we must support each other and um if you want to hear more about it go to street change.ca and you can follow our story or You can see us on um, different uh, platforms. So I want to thank you so much for having me on your show and for allowing me to share it, because if we don't come to our aid, if we will not stand in solidarity with each other, they will just destroy us all. And I said to the Canadians, when I go down, I'm a shield between you and the tyrants. When I go down, you're next.
1: So Agreed. I want to, re- I w- that's beautifully said. I want to say again, streetchurch.ca is where you can find Art and his work and support him, please, because, sir, you are also a beacon of hope for us here in U.S., not just the Canadians, but for us here in U.S., and um, every day is Independence Day, and it's worth fighting for, and... You know, the last thing I'll say is this is not about parties anymore. In U.S., it's about America first. It's about taking care of our people, to your point, rather than taking care. Look, I don't want war to happen anywhere, including here. I don't want it to happen in Ukraine. But there are some things that are not our fight. He's just sent more ammunition over to Ukraine and bombs and things. Meanwhile, we are depleted and sitting ducks because we're unable to have the resources we need should we be attacked. And oh, by the way, China is now uh, expanding into the Asian waters. And there's a lot going on internationally that people need to be aware. So we have to be able to defend our sovereignty. And meanwhile, our, our southern border is Swiss cheese. So I want to read something to you that is from the Declaration of Independence book that I have here and the Constitution. It's provided by the Heritage Foundation. I thank them for all that they do. This is the oath of office. An individual except the president elected or appointed to an office of honor or profit in the civil service or uniformed services shall take the following oath. I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I'm about to enter. So help me God. That's our duty. That's your duty as Americans. Everybody have a great week.